And welcome back. That's right. You <laughs> tuned in at just the right time on the right channel. This is Saturday Night Gaming presents a Heavenscape story. This is the Void Runner. Now, uh, as it stands, there is a ship known as the Exodus that has escaped the destruction of the realm of Valos. And apparently another realm also destroyed known as Tenebris has sent its own refugees to try and find safe voyage upon the Exodus. So far they've entered into the void and stumbled upon a few what might say uh, problems. Um, but there is a great crew at work and they are going to save the day maybe. So I'll go ahead and let them introduce themselves, starting at my right. I'm Jessica. I'm playing Adine. Um, I'm currently on my way to try to fix the engine, even though I know nothing about that. But I'm taking heavy metal with me, so we're going to save the ship. Only you were a mechanic. Well, he's a mechanic. Hi, I'm Ronnie. I'm playing Gabriel Clark, Argonaut 002. He is in... The cafeteria getting a drink <laughs> it is only coffee and it comes in pouches like capri suns oh. he is downing them because he thinks they're delicious yes detective james mctavish said that they were a necessary thing on all spacecraft my name is chuck i'm playing heavy metal and i'm currently following the beautiful woman to the engine room because i'm pretty sure i can fix it the engine room yeah, he's going to fix the whole engine room. Yeah. Where or the, or the beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need fixing. And there it is. I'm following a Dean through the engine room so I can fix the engine. Not trying to fix a Dean. There's well, nothing you could. That's good. Perfection I'm only comes one way. Exactly. Oh my goodness. That's what I said. Uh, anyways, I'm Quinn, and I'll be playing Calcifer. I haven't been introduced yet, so. Or Hi. Oh, yeah, we opened the door to the engine room, and there was a very beautiful dude and some trees. Yeah. Which was kind of weird. No wonder the engine's uh, not working. <laughs> There's a tree in the engine! <laughs> it is a tree. Well, that, that shouldn't be there. This explains a lot. <laughs> There's no engine anymore. Hey. How are you doing, John? Hey. Mine's John, and uh, my character's name is... Tiny Tom. Yes, Tiny Tom. <laughs> but also, uh, thank you, Tiny, for... So does Big Tom have a deep voice? No, he has a normal person oh. voice, because it's, uh, you know... Now, if you made Big Tom... Big Tom. Big Tom would sound <laughs> different. <laughs> Fee-fi-fo Tom. It's like you couldn't handle Tom in his natural form. It would drive you insane. He appears to you, and Shall what he thinks it? is the most appealing way like naked gold naked gold man with burning underwear. hair and a pink underwear because it rhymes and he knows humans like things that rhyme of course they do all right so uh we'll go ahead and pick up where we left off uh because i know you've all been hanging on the edge of the cliff waiting to see what happened and why so a dean and heavy metal you ran through the engine room door expecting to find a smoking, smoldering chunk of metal that needed repair. And what you have found is a scene that baffles the mind as you have walked into a lush, wooded scenery. 
Uh, what the Tchalik? Yes. And a beautiful man with blue eyes and curvy, wavy, dark brown hair. Scene Who set. are you? That's a great question. Who am I? Who are any of us really? Oh, shut up. we got to fix the engine. <laughs> Where? That's a good question. Where is the engine? Oh, so you all see this too. I'm not crazy, right? See what? Well, I'm not saying you're not crazy, but I see it. But we need to get through it to fix the engine. Right. What's... Crickets. Anybody? Um, so I, apparently they cannot tell. I need you. more information about these trees. Um, so is it like we see some trees and then behind them we can see the engine room? Or is it like we open the door and then all of a sudden there's not the engine room anymore and instead there's a forest? Correct. So it's like the holodeck. Correct. Okay, Except so. you no longer see the door. Okay. Heavy metal, I don't think there's an engine room anymore. I'm good. Roll the 33 for perception just to walk through whatever I see towards where I think the engine is. Okay. So as you start to walk through the thick foliage, um, what you begin to perceive is something altogether different. Uh, it is a chaotic field of battle is what you see. Explosions happening all around you. Brothers that you fought side by side with screaming out in pain as you look down and see that not only are they missing their limbs, but that you, too, are missing your arm. And as you're trying to hold it together, you notice that the field of battle is run rampant with these large, barbaric reptilians that you know as the Draken, the ones that you were at war with, the ones that you fought side by side with some of the greatest heroes of Aloria to to fend off. This makes no logical sense. Why would this be happening? Just pull yourself together, boy. Get off your feet. Get on Get on your feet. How about that? And we'll go kick the, the chalk out of some reptiles. Okay, I recognize that voice. You would. He's perceiving it, though. Oh, we. I thought we all saw the forest. Uh, you did see the forest. But he, I went I went walking into it. And my proceed. perception changed okay. to this battlefield. I'm kind of just walking behind him. Curious. Soldier, either pick up a battle rifle and get in tune, or I'm going to put my foot so far up your Chippewa you won't even know how to fly anymore. Are you promising me a good time? <laughs> Murdoch, who in the hell have you brought with you? I just, I just got here myself. Can't you tell? So, as we're walking around, I'm, I'm confused. You're still seeing a lush green forest. And you see this strange gentleman. And you see the robot that was once your godfather. Um, but what he sees is a field of battle. He no longer sees you, but he still sees this strange gentleman. And this gentleman can see what he's seeing. Why? Why is this happening? Why indeed? Well, can I roll to try to figure out what the heck's going on with these two, this dude that I just met? Strathmore. And what's happening with him? Sure. You can roll to find out. an interesting name, Strathmore. 
What does it mean? It means victor of all battles one enters. No, nah, I was dumber than that. I can't. You're dumber than what? No, no it means something. It should. It feels like it does. It means the field of battle. Like I was dumber than what you just said. Fifteen. I'm gonna have to shoot him. This, uh, this soldier is not working. Fifteen. Just stay behind me for a minute. Fifteen was your total. Figure out what the hell's going on. All put together. Yeah. Sorry. Um, that, was, uh, that was my no. work for the night. You you can still see him, and you can see him. You can tell that he seems to be in some sort of illusory state, but other than that, you can't tell what his I'm deal gonna is. I'm going to keep walking okay. and hopefully get out of this hellish I mean, nightmare that I'm in. Okay, so go ahead and give me another roll on your wisdom for your perception. Nineteen. All right, so you can't seem to find your way out of this dream state. Um, however, as you try to push forward, you realize that some things have shifted again. You realize that your metal arm is where you normally found it. Right. Um, but you still seem to be face-to-face -face with an old war buddy. And as you're sitting there talking to him... Um, he basically looks to you and says, Look, some things are about to go real bad. Right. I'm going to have to confront Stein face to face. But I need you to do me a favor. Keep an eye on the Hurt Squad. When I leave, there's one secret about me that I have kept away from Stein and Xavier in order to keep it as safe as possible. But I need you to know that secret, so that if anything happens to me, at least I know that she'll be safe. Okay. And he hands you a piece of paper, and it'd be up to you to be able to read it. You remember that you read it at some point in time, and sure. what the secret was. Uh, but you're still kind of caught in this moment right. of time. I got your secret, boss. Thank you. Now... I guess I gotta make my way back. I'm gonna get on in this ship and I'm gonna fly back up to that sky station. And I'm gonna tear him to pieces. Because that's what he's deserved. You got this. And he did. Okay. Um, alright, so yeah, that's where that's where you're stuck. Just kind of reliving these moments of time that pulled what heavy metal is or what Killian Murdoch would right. become. Um and heavy metal. Alright, so, Adine, do you want to roll anything else in perception for yourself or the surrounding forest? Or I already did that. Am I allowed to do it again? Well, you, you specifically tried to perceive what he was. And no, failed. I was trying to see what, was, what they were seeing. Okay, so yeah, you failed that. Oh, I'm still just following this guy. I'm curious, though. What was on that paper? Hmm. I can't tell. I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> like Tom eats Tom. I'm at one end eventually. But legibly? 
Probably not. How are your forensic skills? So, um... I continue, I just keep walking. Because I know that if I can feel my arm now, that was gone when I first started this dream state, Mm -hmm. that it's going to eventually change into either, it'll either end or it'll become something that I can maybe logic through. Okay. Keep walking. Um, So just give me another roll off your wisdom to see if you can continue forward in it. 23. 23. All right. So at this moment, you see that the haze of it begins to try and it, like every image that you see before you that seems real, almost turns into a smoke and dusts away as you see the trees yet again. Um, You see that Adine's right over there. She's looking at you with a puzzled questioning look on her face. Don't hmm. worry about it. Oh, okay. That was... Are you sure? I went back in time. No, you didn't. You were right here. I was in a dream state that was a battle that I fought in in the past with Strathmore. Oh. I lost my arm in that battle when I started becoming cybernetic. But it's gone now? The, the dream, dream yes, not the arms. Do dreams ever really leave us? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, that's a good question. Why do you keep asking these philosophical questions? What are you doing in the engine room? Slash robot? As they continue to question you, they get closer and closer to you, kind of like surrounding yeah. you with questions. We need y'all to back up. No. Six feet? <laughs> no. Six feet. We're going to need you to explain what you're doing in this forest slash engine room. You, you tell me what you're doing in my forest. No, you're in our so ship. What are y'all's names? You're in our ship. Prove it. I don't see your name on it. I don't see take your name out on it. Take out a thing start scratching my name into something. <laughs> see, my name's right here. <laughs> Calcifer. This forest clearly belongs to me. So your name is Calcifer? Yes, what's your name? Adine. What kind of name is Calcifer? Sexy name, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where's the engine, Calcifer? I don't know what an engine is. Well, then you're useless. We need to get to the engine or we're all going to die. That's true. So just step aside and let us through this stupid... I'm not stopping anyone. ...that you're work, you've got I'm not, going on. No, it's not my fault. I don't know how to... Y'all don't know how to navigate. Seems like operator error to me. So you don't understand. Man. If we don't get the the engine back online, we're all going I'm to be die. my guest. Go find your engine. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay here. You know. Okay, you stay here. Maybe maybe frolic with the butterflies. All right. Um, seems like they're gonna maybe try to figure out where they're going. But before they do, meanwhile, in the cafeteria. Gabriel Clark is sitting there sipping on his coffee pouch. As he continues to sit there sipping on his coffee pouch, he sees that the watcher is sitting across the table from him sipping on something much stronger. His name's Gabriel Clark. That reminds me. Played by Ronnie Shanks. Sitting at the cafeteria table. Sipping on the coffee, looking at the watcher right across from him, who's continuing to brood over his drink. 
That doesn't sound like a pouch. Sounds <laughs> like a can. There's also one. cans of coffee. He found he a can, can of coffee. coffee. All right, so you're sitting in the cafeteria with the watcher. He's continuing to cry into his drink. I just kind of look at him. Actually reveal my face. Ooh. And uh, kind of walk over to him. So you're kind of a younger looking guy with uh, maybe a few scars on your face, but jet black hair. Yeah. So I, I was looking at him, it's like, hey, uh, watcher, uh, what's going on? <sighs> what's going on? Well. Out of everything I can build in the whole world, I couldn't build one thing that protected my wife from being murdered brutally by some evil druid lady. That's that's what's going on. That's rough. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. As you're talking to him, you actually notice that uh, strange energy currents seem to be moving across the metallic substance of the table. They seem to spark off, almost like electricity moving through an object. Hey, uh, doctor, uh, are you seeing this? Seeing what? What are you talking about? Look at the uh, energy moving across the table. I don't, I don't see anything. What is it? Use your heads-up display or something. What are you talking about? I send him the image that I'm seeing. Try and roll perception on the image. I'm going to need another feet. I got my favor back. Ah, well, I can give you that back to you. All right, so how badly did you do? A one, a two, a two. All right, so as you you like shift your helmet back on so that you can view whatever it is, try to scan and analyze it. As soon as you do, when the, when the visor flips down over your face, you no longer see the cafeteria. What you see standing before you is um, something of a shadowed man. He's much larger in frame, barrel chested, and one piercing red eye that seems to be gazing down at you. Well, Stein. Duh. That is correct. That, okay. I forgot, you don't perceive sayings. Sayings. You have always wasted your time. If you are ever going to live up to the legacy and potential that I was your him. birthright. <laughs> shoot All right, unleash shield. It's going to be a 26 for eight damage. All right, so as you unleash this barrage upon him, you see that the, the shadow that was making up this image tears away. And as soon as it does, you see a laboratory. 
in that laboratory, what you see is Dr. Maldoon. She's operating on someone's body. What the hell is going on? As you move closer in, you can tell that the body she's operating on actually seems familiar to you. Officer Baldoon, what are you doing? Be silent in my place of work. If you are going to be here, you will do so quietly. I am working on the very pinnacle of my scientific achievements. You wouldn't be talking about the Argonaut program, would you? Of course not. This is the Festus program. This child will become one of the strongest, most capable warriors in all the multiverse. All of my research poured into this right here. I found the perfect genetic template that I could use. Do I recognize the child? Um, as you look down, you can try to roll to see if you would recognize any imagery of him in your logs or memories. Now it'd be wisdom perception. Um, you could use intellect on that um, okay. to see if it was something you had ever read or heard of. Yeah, that was a 14. Alright. Uh, was your wisdom going to be higher? Or is it oh, no. still low? Okay. Um, you don't recognize him per se, but you do notice that it is a very young child, probably around the age of maybe five or six. Stark white hair. Uh, of course, he's under sedation, and she seems to be installing uh, program or not programming really, but like reinforcement pieces to his bone structure. like a bone marrow transplant would be, but superior goods, super stuff. I'm just, observe. I'm just observing at this point. All right. Um, so as you continue to observe, like she's, she's typing on a computer over here and continues to work on him. And as she does so, uh, there is a computer, a monitor that's just above her that seems to have uh, three different profiles showing up on it. Um, individual pictures and listed paragraphs next to them. Okay, I go to read them. Alright, so just because um, this is going to be heavily perceived, so anything that you experience in these is going to definitely need strong perceptions before it fades and becomes something different. It's going to be a 22. Okay, so uh, what you actually read here, there's a picture of somebody that you recognize very much, um, which is an older bald man with a cybernetic replaced eye, and it says Dr. Thaddeus Milestein next to it, and there's a paragraph about him and his achievements. Next to that seems to be a younger man with brown hair in a military uniform. It says Commander Arthur Jonas Strathmore and has a paragraph with his achievements. And then next to that is just a blacked out photo and right next to it, it says um, genetic sample X, X for unknown. And it doesn't have anything written below because it, she's still trying to figure out what this other genetic template is that's in him. 
I record that down into my logs. Okay. All right. So um, as this continues to happen, uh, you can hear her speaking about it, about how this is her crowning achievement, that this is her magnum opus, something that she has always attempted to achieve. Would I see that this is indeed in the past? Uh, Any... You would know that there was probably a preceding program before the Argonaut program. Yeah. So you could assume. She looks younger. She looks younger. So, yeah, that's... She has a slight smile. Not so much resting angry face. Yeah, so that's why I just... I just kind of stand back and... I just don't say anything because I don't want to mess with anything that makes any sense. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I, I know what time does, and I'm like, well, crap, I already said the Argonaut program. I said too much. All right. And while you're experiencing that, Tom, mm -hmm. you were standing in the ready room, and you were cataloging all the people that you were seeing. There was a professor, mm -hmm. and there was a doctor, and they both seemed to talk about things. You realized that some of their ideas were... Stupid. Yes. Stupid, yes. but that they were on the right track to fin finally figuring out maybe what would be a good idea towards what the multiverse is made out of. Hmm. Um, as you're doing this, uh, can I go ahead and get you to roll perception? Yes, of course. Tom takes out a Pixel 2 phone and fiddles around looking for his dice app. He, he forms a piece of his golden body into a into a... Mm -hmm. Personal data device. Yep. Boop. He hits it and says boop. And it's like oop. Uh oh. <laughs> Snake eyes. Ooh. So, what color do you want to be? Uh, Tom likes gold. But what, whatever color. You have you five colors to choose from: green, blue, black, red, and white. I'll take white. All right. Here you go. And that's actually the color of the cat that runs into the room and starts purring as oh, it strokes man. against your leg. That we we even us uh, um, toms don't even know what cats are. It continues to yeah. Oh god, making the that is, rumbling purr as it that it is frightening. Keep, keeps right, pushing right. against I'm, you. I'm like paralyzed with fear right now. Cats are like, we don't know what cats cat. are. Oh, my God. As you continue to look at this one, you notice that there seems to be something else moving across the room. It's the not a cat, cat, is it? Oh, my God. There's two of them. At the very least, you hear the padding. What do you mean at least? What do you mean at least? Continue to, to pitter-patter across the floor of the steel floor as you look around and notice that this is like something out of a Disney movie. There are hundreds of cats now maneuvering into the room to gather around you someone or something is messing with me okay okay i'm starting to like turn into a puddle <laughs> <laughs> does the puddle try to escape the cats no. yes yes the he, he, he's trying all right to escape. so give me a roll on your uh dexterity to move away quickly okay from these also very dexterous animals or creatures entities of the beyond okay. uh dex plus 12 is 18 18 
Well, you are managing to move, but you can tell that they are keeping up with you, chasing you down the hallway as you continue to try and puddle away from yeah. these things. And you notice that there's this one open door that you can go through. Well, I'm going to try for it. Okay, so you enter through this open door that reads engine room. And as you do, it seems like the cats are gone for a moment, but you're in a forest. Are there big cats here? That's potential. So I'll, I'll solidify and just kind of like look around, like very cautious. <laughs> you cautiously notice that heavy metal, a dean, and a strange man are standing arguing with each other about what's what and where's what and what's an engine. Okay, I recognize that guy. That guy? Yes, I recognize... Soul? Mm, who? I don't know. Soul is the guy I was talking to. Let me check my notes. <laughs> Tom is confused. Okay. Tom has known a lot of people over his life. <laughs> heavy metal. Now, of course, you no, all notice that there is a glowing golden man that just solidified. I mean, his hair is Ugh, bright violet fire. I take notice of this. And I notice how like smooth he is. I'm very smooth. I crash down. How long does it take you to shave your legs? You're beautiful. Not time at all. Not a and hair. I, and I slapped him I, on the butt. I, whoa. Not a hair on this bad boy. Whoa. Usually people have to wait eons to be able to do that. You're a very forward individual. I don't know if I like it, but I might. <laughs> well, I'm touched. No. I have been touched. <laughs> Quite inappropriately, I might add. I'm never watching this happen. So, Tom, give me another roll on your perception. Okay. You don't see any big cats around here, do you? Cats? We have not seen any big cats or little cats. Why? I wish I saw a cat. I have rolled a five. Oh. <laughs> but my perception is based on wisdom. Wisdom, and I have a perception of a. Of P. I'm looking at Tom doesn't exactly. No, it's of E. Sorry. I'm an excert, expert in perception. There are. Are there any big cats here? What did. Oh, what my, my the, wisdom. What was the total? We need the total. Okay, so. So you have three. I have a 19 okay. plus whatever E is. Three. Three. Plus three. So you, you succeeded in your perception. You have looked right in front of you. Yes. And you can tell that. What's in front of you, this man with this wavy hair and bright blue eyes, doesn't look exactly as he seems. But you also realize that he is... Not a cat. ...unknown to you. Oh, yes. Oh, which is frightening. <laughs> Are you a cat? No. Are you... I'm as graceful sure. as Tom, why do you keep asking about cats? Because cats are the great is, unknown is mystery of the thing? universe. I don't, I don't judge particularly on what do y'all call fetishes, but that's weird. weird okay, weird. okay. Then tell me, sir, what is a cat? A cat is an animal. It's a four-legged creature. I'm here to tell you that it is not an animal. Okay. It is something unknown, and it's very frightening. Okay. And y'all thought I was crazy. Tom, can you know where the engine is? Yes, it's. Over there somewhere. 
Show us. Or over there. Go point to it. Where is the engine? We're it's, trying it's to find it. somewhere around here. We can't find the engine. All right. Okay. Jeez. I'll check my notes. <laughs> I will try to look for this engine. Right, I'm checking my about. notes. All right. Roll perception for me, Calcifer. Okay. I still can't find the engine. The entry for the engine is missing. Uh, oh, did you roll perception? <laughs> yeah. How but did you do? 18. Told you I still can't find it. All right. So as you start to look through the trees trying to find the engine, what you actually see is something that is very, very familiar to you. Uh, you see these two kids that are running on a rooftop chasing after you because you have just stolen one of the yummiest morsels from right down the street where you always go to get baked goods. Well, they're not going to catch me. I was very dexterous. You continue to run and you realize that you're very close to your apartment. No, and there's that cat named Stein. See, I told you cats are a real thing. There is a oh, large real. cat. Just on those orange and white and very plump sitting on a windowsill and you actually run past it and say hey Stein it says in reply yeah it's kind of cranky that is creepy alright and of course as you get back to your apartment you run in and you see all of the fabulous decorations that your mother has been able to put together over time uh, beautiful curtains that she's pieced together out of fabrics that she has found, carpets that she's bought uh, from the traders that come through at the docks. And you can kind of hear her humming inside the apartment. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go in the apartment. All right. And of course, as you attempt to enter the apartment, Everything flashes red. Everything that was there now incinerated into char. A bright red death consumes the entire memory from you, taking it away. Okay. This is where you're left for the moment. Unless you can perceive yourself out of it. And of course, what you see before you slowly drifts away into a black mist and you see the wooded range again. You see heavy metal, you see Calcifer and Tom. And heavy metal, you can tell that Adine is obviously shaken and in emotional turmoil. Not necessarily that you have an emotion to give for it, but logically you can tell that she's... Would they have seen all that too? No. He would. Who? The one that's looking at you with the wavy hair and the blue eyes. How come he can see everything? Are you asking him or just asking me? No, I'm just talking in general. Because um, Heavy Metal has been there before. Heavy Metal has been there before, yeah. That's what I was asking. But no, he had not seen it. Um, all right. So, did you roll that perception that you were doing? Yeah, I got for? an 18 as well. 18? Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
these woods have so many mysteries to provide. But what you see is a strange grouping of people. You can see it kind of in the distance, light dappling down upon the figures that you see in the distance. Um, there seems to be a larger framed gentleman and kind of a slender female, and they seem to be looking down at something resting upon a table. I approach. All right. And as you approach closer, you can tell that it's a body that they're standing over, almost in moratorium, as the larger gentleman starts to clear his throat and then sing a song. A song that I will not repeat out of respect. Uh, Calisar is just all the, I guess, the spriteful, you know, flamboyancy has left him, and he's just, I do not want to be here. Right. Um, And anybody that's paying attention to him can definitely tell that his shoulders kind of slump down a little bit more, his head hangs, and he seems not as jovial as he was a few moments ago. I, can I notice this? You can notice this. Can I go and slap him on his ass? You can slap him upon his buttock. <laughs> What's the name of our problem, buddy? And I slap him. Roll charisma. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it, would, it would cheer him up, to be fair. We're going to have to call these McClay moments from there. To be fair, so, it would totally cheer up. Total here. with my charisma? Do I have any other thing? Athletics would help maybe? No. I don't think athletics would help your charisma. <laughs> so well, total. That depends on what you're doing. I got seven. Oh. I got seven. Seven? Yes. Um, it's, a, it's a magic number, right? He runs up and he pays no attention to your emotional bearing and he swats you as firm as he possibly can upon your buttock. And he looks at you with his floating head and pink flaming hair. And he says, what's the matter, chap? You're terrible at social cues, aren't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Surely it's not about me. I'm great at everything. Just a floating head. All right. And as he's just standing there. This floating head in front of you, you can see that the female is now resting her hands and her head upon the chest of the dead body in front of her, wailing as his tousled hair lays lifeless upon his I'm going to take off running, try to run past it, get away from it. All right. So give me, um, give me a perception roll to see if you can run out of it. 18 again. As you do, you actually run into this gentleman. Dark armor, black clothing, fur trim around his shoulders, spiked black hair, devilish grin. Would you like to make a deal? I think you and I have something we could trade. Like what? I don't know. Maybe your soul? Or your life depends on what you value the most in life. Yourself or others. Ooh, that's a tough one. Can I say that to him? Can I? Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's a tough well, one. We, wouldn't, we don't know if this is happening, right? 
Well, can I roll to see? If you can a, roll to perceive, see okay. if you can perceive what he's seeing, since you're both kind of okay. On let's a see. Strange perception. I'm gonna I'm gonna add it all up. Okay. So that's okay. Okay. Let's see. What does a mastery and something get you? Uh, mastery is that five? An M is like a oh yeah, it's like plus five. Okay, so let's see. Oh, it's plus six. I don't know. I don't have anything. I'm gonna use cosmic knowledge and and along with wisdom plus the roll. You have a mastery of cosmic knowledge, I do. but you don't know what cats or engines are. No, no, it's because you think you know what cats are, but you <laughs> are mistaken. He knows what they really are. No, I he don't. He doesn't. And that's the problem. That's. It's a mystery. Okay, let's see. What does Let's carry the two. Okay. 31. I'm going to start rolling. Oh, rolling. wow. Keep rolling, rolling. I got a 33 to walk still back toward where I think the engine should be. All right. Hang tight on to that. You. So. Come with me, girl. You, you can wait and see if you know that's what he's doing. All right. So. You do perceive what he's seeing. And oh. you can see this gentleman talking to him. Yeah. And it's pet cat. What? It's just an illusion. It's just it's a very large cat, though. Like I like thought you a, said there were no big cats here. Like a bobcat on steroids. It's just an illusion. It's a weird tailless cat. It's like watching a horror movie. It's no different. Now, was this figure asking me to make this deal? Is it something that I would recall from our recent memory, or... A memory that would be still be kind of fuzzy to him. Fuzzy. I would say fuzzy. If you <laughs> want to know what I would do. Just ask yourself. What's the right thing to do? I'm sure there's always somebody telling you that you should do better. Do good. I bet the name is right on the tip of your tongue, isn't it? If only you could say it. Well, you seem frustrated, pretty boy. Don't like a tease. Well, that's all I'm here to do. You either Not figure exactly. it out or you sit here and cry about it, you big weenie. <laughs> I don't have to deal with this. I'm just going to keep going. All right. So roll perception one more time. Get a one. Well, plus, no, so, it, well, it'd be a nine, but I still rolled a one. 